Welcome to Kareem and the Coach, featuring your hosts, Kareem Rush and the coach, Eric Newman. With their unique insights and connections, you never know who'll stop by or what's on the game plan. The one thing we can guarantee is some exciting combo. It's time to check ball. Now here's Kareem and the coach. And good afternoon, Sports World. The coach, Eric Newman, my man, Kareem Rush. We are here with you Friday. What is good, my man? It is chaos. It's chaos in New York. It's windy. It's snowing. It's sleeting. I don't know what's going on. What's up with you out in KC? I'm actually calling from oh, next Oh, yeah, where are you? I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Phoenix right now. So I'm enjoying a little warm weather in lovely Phoenix, Arizona. On my way to L.A. after this, and then on my way to see you. So I uh, got a little break from the KC weather. Had to get out of there. I, well, I brought back yeah. a little sunshine to New York from All-Star, and uh, that's, that's over. But uh, I am uh, – I am – Speaking with you, my friend, and to whomever may be listening on this Friday from my new downtown headquarters. So I'm pretty excited about that. Congratulations. Looking forward to seeing it next week. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to, ha- to having you come through and we'll knock out some content and we'll 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 fix that. We'll fix that shot pocket of yours that, uh, you know, that, that needs I'm just some trying attention. to improve. I'm just yeah. trying to improve every day. You know, and uh, I actually just saw just saw Black Panther. Uh, Don't you? Uh, aren't you feeling inspired? I feel fantastic. Feel My goal in life now is to be in Black Panther Two. So I am now dedicating well, my life to the gym, so I get in superhero shape, so they the can goal, cast me as the Kala's. The uh, goal cousin. should be. The goal should be. While we both love to talk sports and NBA, which we're going to continue to do and grow, but the goal should be. And you know I'm working on this. How do you go from independent producer and micro-budget films to building a team and going from Fruitvale Station to Creed to Black Panther? That's yeah. the goal. Because those guys now have a green light to do whatever they want for the rest of their careers. Yeah, they're good. It's really, really spectacular. But awesome movie. Awesome movie. Very inspiring. Lots of... Uh, Lots of clear-cut messages to uh, our establishment and culture, which Absolutely. we discussed for days. So, uh, and tying back to basketball, like uh, Popovich said, you know, LeBron James has been that black superhero, you know, for a lot of years. You know, so that's yep. our tie-in back to the sports realm. Yep, well, absolutely, and, and and you know, we haven't dug in deep enough on that topic, and. That could own a show. I don't want that to own the show today, but I'm glad you brought it up early on. You know, it's it's really impressive what he's been able to do uh, in that realm and the fact that so many other players are starting to get it. And we know that him and CP3 and Wade and Mello, they got up at the ESPYs two summers ago and they said their piece and it was the beginnings of something, but it's got to be more than conversation, and it's got to be action, and it's got to be something that's uh, becoming contagious, and it's people wanting to do the right thing and help each other. And I was so glad the way LeBron shot back at that ridiculous Fox News anchor. I'm not even going to yeah. repeat her name. And, 
you know, what's what's amazing to me, and I think I lose sight of this sometimes, and, and you might also because you played in the league and you have such a history around sports and, and the culture of sports, but I really think people, the majority of people really have no idea that athlete activism was born, you know, 50 years ago, you know, in the 1960s. Yeah. And, and, you know, it went away for a number of reasons, but, you know, it was born with, Jim Brown and with Muhammad Ali and with Bill Russell and Lou Alcindor and, of course, um, John Carlos and Tommy Smith at the 68 Olympics. But, you know, the, the, the guys today, starting with LeBron, are, are, are doing things because of what they've achieved individually, but they're doing things to better other people. Yeah. And if we can just take that theme and that model, whether it's from – someone who succeeds in sports and has a platform or someone who succeeds in acting or music or education or it's a politician, whatever it is, if, if that became contagious, can you imagine how the world would change? I just think the, 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 the day's athlete is realizing their true power in the world. You know, we, uh, you know, especially guys like LeBron and they understand that the value they bring and know that the NBA is them without them, there would be no NBA. So, you know, back in the day when Muhammad Ali and, you know, uh, and like you said, Lou Alcindor and, and, and Jim Brown and, and Bill Russell stood up, they were on the cusp of, you know, trying to break through in the early stages of the league. So civil rights was a whole different deal. But now, you know, those guys have a whole completely different platform with, you know, social media that they can actually make an impact. You know, so it, it, it's amazing to see, um, you know, guys are, you know, standing up for something, you know, from, you know, the Colin Kaepernick situation to, you know, to now, you know, guys are, you know, being more and more, you know, you know, you know, firmer, you know, in their stands, you know, they stand up to the president, you know, and, and it's good to see. Yeah, and, and Kaepernick is obviously another just crazy situation. And, and you know, the, the NFL is so far behind the NBA in so many ways. And we talked about that uh, a bit last week on the show uh, with, with Bonnie Jill, who was a great guest. But, um, you know, the NFL now is finally getting to the point where they're having conversations, and that needed to happen, you know, 10, 15 years ago, especially yeah. since the majority of the players in the NFL are of African-American descent. And I don't have the numbers in front of me, so I'm not going to just spit out random stuff. But um, it's a high percentage of the players are African-American. Yes, there's a presence of, of white men who play in the NFL. There's a presence of African-Americans who come from, quote unquote, middle class backgrounds and who come from challenge backgrounds. But what the NBA has done, what Commissioner Silver has, uh, you know, helped push forward is a great thing for sports and it's a great thing for our country and Popovich hits on it and Kerr hits on it and let's dig into some NBA basketball my friend NBA basketball we're in a home stretch you know people always said we just got out of all-star break but like you said that's you know it's more than half the way almost two-thirds of the season is done you know yeah just to tell in and what's what's great we were talking about this um the other day during one of our weekly check-ins there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a March madness this March in the NBA, like it's already started because of teams jockeying for playoff position. And yes. going into this, and, and you know me, I love NBA Friday night, right? We're going into this NBA Friday night. And in the Eastern Conference, Boston, I'm sorry, Toronto 1, Boston 2, Cleveland 3, Washington mm-hmm. 4. Washington has 26 losses in the 4 spot. Yeah. 
Indiana and Philadelphia with 27 losses, 5 and 6. Milwaukee with 28 losses at 7. Miami with 30 at 8. Detroit 32 at 9. Mm-hmm. So between Cleveland at 3 with 25 and Detroit at 9 with 32, you have 7 losses. That's the window between the two 3 and, and 9. And tw- between that's 3 crazy. and 9. In yes, the crazy. East, it's crazy. So not only do you have that, you have that battle going on to, to who gets in, but battling to see who's going to make that top four and get home court advantage in the first round. Mm-hmm. And then you go out west, and starting with Utah, who's a game over five hundred at thirty-one and thirty at ten. The Clippers are thirty-two and twenty-eight at nine. Denver has twenty-eight losses at eight. Oklahoma twenty-seven at seven. New Orleans, we'll get to in a moment, 26 losses at 6. San Antonio, 26 losses. Portland, 26 losses, now up to 4. And Minnesota, 27 losses at 3. So Same in the thing. West, it's... it's <laughs> it's tighter. In the West, it's 26 to 20... It's 26 to 28 losses separating 3 through 9 with Utah at 10 at 30. So for, those, so interesting. for the, all those quote-unquote experts, who says the regular season doesn't mean anything. It's the playoffs now. Yeah. It's literally the playoffs right now. And it's I think it's great for the league. You know, the, the whole 16-team tournament, we're never going to see that because East and West still mean something. But the fact, Kareem, that we're in March and we're going to have this going on now, I think it's awesome. Yeah, meaningful basketball in March is a very rare thing. You know, at this point in last year, you know, you, you got – pretty much said that it's going to be Golden State and Cleveland again. But now you got Toronto in first place. You got this new-look Cavs team. You got the Rockets, who may very well be, end up being first place. So, like I said, the storyline is there. You know, this is, in, like you said, NBA March Madness. It's going to be very exciting. Why are you and everyone else forgetting about my Celtics? What, because why, why, they, why, they, why? they have not been impressive. They They've won really, four straight they, they, out of the they All-Star. Really come, they've really come down to earth after they – I mean, I, 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 I'm a fan. I, I just think that without Gordon Hayward, they're not at their full potential. And I think they still can make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. They still are a threat. But I think without being full strength, I can't really gauge them on being, like I said, their full potential. Okay. Well, they've won four in a row out of the break. Hayward's uh, now in videos being posted by the Players' Tribune. So now, uh, at this point, they're just, over, they're just overachieving until he gets there. Because anything they do, they're going to be like, hey, we're just going to be obviously better when Gordon gets here next year. So anything, like I said, just kind of you playing with, you know, house money right now. There's nothing wrong with house money. More nothing NBA, wrong. more NBA with Kareem and the coach on Voice America Sports. We'll be back right after this. to the pros we, we cover, everything. cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping want to play the ponies 
Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Kareem and the Coach. Want to add your voice to the conversation? Call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or drop a line via email to kareemandthecoach at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And we are back on Kareem and the coach, my man Kareem Rush, and yours truly, the coach, Eric Newman. Uh, Before we get into what an amazing time it is for the NBA and all of these incredible individual performances, we were just talking about the the logjam in both conferences for the playoff races. Kareem, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. What would it take to get you so mad and upset that you would get suspended for throwing soup at an assistant coach? I don't know. Yeah, I just read that. But that's J.R. Smith for you. Um, you know, but Damon Jones was, you know, a very irritated player, you know, when he played. So I can only imagine what was said. It got to be some type of player, you know, stuff. But, yeah, throwing soup at somebody, that's pretty serious. And J.R. has, has turned the page from yeah. his – past transgressions and he is a well-mannered calm veteran guy now who has obviously seen the light his career was completely turned around joining lebron and cleveland winning a title and becoming a a fairly reliable uh role player for them but to your point damon jones who not only was an irritating player and I don't know if you agree. He, he just seems like one of these guys who ex-player got a coaching job. It's just one of those guys that's always, you know, lingering around and yeah. super annoying. And he I, is I a lingerer. I don't know if you know him. I've never <laughs> met him, but, you know, I, I've heard different things. But maybe he deserved the soup. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 oh. yeah, I would assume so. I don't think Jr. is randomly throwing soup because it cost him a hundred grand. <laughs> so do, we know what, do we know what kind of soup it was? I don't know. Maybe mm. sweet pea. Maybe mm. sweet pea. Black That's good. bean. That's good. That's a good promo for uh, 
the, the Lloyd Daniels film I, I produced. That's good. There you Le- go. Legend of Sweet Pea. Catch it on Sweet Vimeo Pea. On Demand. Sweet Pea. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just hope it wasn't a bisque. Um, with that being said, back to uh, back to some of the positives we were talking about before. The players of the month for February, names we obviously know very well, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, but this wasn't just any player of the month type of performance. Anthony Davis had 35 points, 13 rebounds, and two and a half steals in 11 games in February. And this is in a month where he's getting used to playing without DeMarcus Cousins and trying to... He's not just keeping his team in the in the playoff race. They went eight and three and have won seven straight, and they're now fifth place, tied for fifth place in the Western Conference. Can you believe what AD and the Pelicans have been able to do? Excuse me, since Demarcus tore the Achilles tendon. I mean, I, I think there's never been a question about Anthony Davis' talent. He's always been kind of considered the top ten, top five talent. Um, but, you know, it comes with that winning in a small market, so people don't get a lot of chance to see him. But, you know, the talent's always been there. Now it's just the fact that they're winning. You know, so that's always been the hugest question with him. Like, he put out these great numbers, but they haven't been in the playoffs. Uh, he's been hurt. You know, so you've never really seen kind of, you know, him reach his full potential. But now you're seeing you know, he's able to kind of lead this team with, with that boogie and, you know, have them streaking, you know, going to the you know going to the playoffs. You know, so, like I said, I think he's definitely played his way into – the top five MVP category still, you know, very much James Harden's, you know, award to lose. But, you know, I think you're finally, finally seeing Ann Davis finally, you know, lead the team, you know, to where they need to be. Before we get to the MVP talk, because I know it's something you wanted to dig into. Did you think that the Cousins-Davis pairing was going to be for the long haul? And do you think because of this recent run, and let, let's say now uh, the Pelicans keep this up, they finish five in the West, and, and you know, whether they win the first round or not, they finish fifth in the West. D- do you see them building this thing with Davis and Cousins coming off of the Achilles? Or do you think there's going to be some hesitation for them bringing back DeMarcus because he is a free agent coming back from an Achilles tendon tear? No, no, I think they're definitely going to give it a chance to see how it pans out. They were playing so well together. You know, Boogie's, they, their games are very complimentary, being that they're both bigs, but, you know, their skill sets are, are, are both those of guards. So I was very, you know, impressed with how, how, how quickly they, 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 they merged and, and played well together. So I think, you know, if Boogie, you know, concentrates in rehab, he'd come back, you know, you know, a similar player. It might not be explosive-wise, but skill-wise, he's going to be the same guy. He's still big. It is very much a small men's league, so having those two guys is going to create, you know, mismatches, you know, all day long for them. So uh, I, I very much see them kind of keeping those two together and kind of seeing how it pans out. Really, you know, spreading, you know, surrounding them with, you know, with shooters. You know, Drew Holiday is a great player. Uh, and, and find those other pieces that can kind of make them a contender. But I think, you know, having those two guys is the pillar. Uh, the new age, you know, Twin Towers, there's no one like them in the league. So I think, you know, don't try to compete with Golden State and having a bunch of shooters. Why not have your own advantage? And having those two guys in there is definitely that. I, I think you make a great point there. They also have my man Rajon Rondo, who's relocated a lot around the league. And speaking of relocation, Kareem, you're about to meet my very special friend. They call him All Borough Bob. Call on the show. Bobby Mahoney. What's good, my friend? Bob, you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? 
I can hear you, buddy. Welcome to Kareem and the coach. It's about time you called to take it four Damn, shows. What's good, fellas? What's up with you, man? I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm just calling in. So I'm going to tie off. I mean, first of all, love the show. Been listening. Haven't had a chance to call in. But uh, coach, you're knows, busy. You're busy fan. these days. You're very busy. I mean, you're so busy. You're so <laughs> you're so busy. We haven't watched basketball together in months. That's how busy you are. Man, I'm gonna make it happen, man. I'm gonna make it happen. I promise that. Good, good. But hit Kareem uh, with what you got. Back on, um, I want to tie back on that that J.R. Smith situation. Like, like some something really had to happen for him to get that mat to throw soup. So. If you were Wesley Johnson and and James Harden did what he did to you, like, what would you do in that situation? Like, would you throw like the whole lobster at him? I think I think in that situation, I think Wesley's gonna have that's gonna be on a highlight reel forever, especially on James' top five highlight reel. I look back to back when I was with the Lakers, Kobe had a similar play to Vincent Yarbrough. I'm, I'm sure you guys have seen it. He's on a fast break. He go behind his back and to kind of do a 360. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that play, but anyway. It ruined Vincent Yarbrough's career. He was never the same. So I think, you know, from a, a mental standpoint, Wesley's going to definitely be affected by that for years to come. <laughs> and, I, and I like Wesley. I see Wesley in the gym all the time in the summer chop. So people are going to be riding him forever for that. Like, does that just that just derails your career? Because that's like, it, it can really can. No one's going to remember him for anything other than that. <laughs> I mean, think did, about did Bill, Bill Buckner. You know, you got those iconic plays. You can think about the, the butt fumble. Jose Canseco having the ball fall off his head. People are going to remember Wesley Johnson being crossed and falling down and James Harden staring at you and then knocking down the three. That's- did, you, did either of you guys see Wesley Johnson running back down the floor from one of those baseline cameras and he was literally trying not to laugh? Yeah, so bad. That's all you can do at that point. You got you to gotta laugh at it. If you're sad about it, then people are really going to roll. So you do a lot. Most you can do is laugh about it and move on. Just like being dunked on. Might really be dunked Man, on. You got it. You I'd much rather be dunked on. Yeah, I'd rather be dunked exactly. on. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, not going to get played like that. Come on Yeah, now. I'd much rather be dunked on. Bob, Bob, when was the last time you got you got crossed up like that? Or ever? Oh, I'll probably get crossed up a little bit more now than I did then. <laughs> and I could actually move. <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, I don't think I've ever been crossed up that bad. I mean, that could ruin your confidence. Not, not to that level. <laughs> Bob, Bob, what's the worst you ever got dunked on by a notable New York City player? Oh man, um, I got I got dunked on. You both will know this guy. Uh, I played uh, AAU basketball at Gauchos, and we're playing against Tim Thomas, and we're winning by, we're winning by a lot. And uh, Tim gets a steal, and. For some reason, I, I I I don't know. I just had like a LeBron James moment, and I figured I wanted to like chase him down and and block him from behind. And he proceeded to wait for me to catch up, put his arm on my shoulder, and lean dunk me into the stanchion. Now, if anyone's been at the Gauchos gym, the wall is a long ways away from the back of the basket. I slid all the way to the wall, and the gym was packed. So, uh, so shut it down. To say it wasn't a good look, and my boys still don't let me live it down to today. <laughs> <laughs> but Kareem, Kareem, so I, I mean, Kareem what can say that much? 
Kareem, what's the worst one you took, college or pro? Worst one I've took taken is probably Lakers Shaq in practice multiple times being down there and having him come and just smash everything. Yeah. Worst probably ever, probably my brother growing up, you know, in high school and in all the background, backyard games. He dunked on me so many different times. Oh, man. I uh, oh. In, in, in high school, we had some great team success. And, and Bob, you know some of these stories. And we, we would always end up in Newsday. It was great. So, you know, photographers, small articles, whatever. And uh, I'd always find my way into a picture. But it wasn't always necessarily in the best way. And uh, every Martin Luther King Day, we'd play at Freeport High School. And one year, uh, we th- our senior year, we, th- we had a great year, but we thought we were going to beat him that year. And uh, Fred Bennett, who ended up being a Division One player, I can't remember where, he, he, he just wasn't having any of it. And I got caught in a photo from a, a baseline camera where he's just ripping the rim down. And I'm just one of the guys moving out of the way. And it just was not, not a good feeling at all. And as you both know, I'm not blocking anybody's shot. So you ain't, got, you ain't got bounce like that. <laughs> no, no, we both know that. We both know that. So real quick before we go to break, Bob, uh, who's your MVP and who's your surprise team that sneaks into the playoffs? You got 30 seconds. Go. Surprise team that sneaks into the playoffs. Um, um I'm gonna say the Lakers gonna sneak into the playoffs in the way. Ooh. Wow, you started happy hour early today, didn't you, son? <laughs> really early. <laughs> You're getting those tiger beers today, huh? I'm all for it, though. I'm a Laker. Yeah, I'm all for it, though. Come on, my Lakers. I don't know. For and some Bob- reason, I see them I see them making some sort of a run. I don't know why. Um, I, obviously, they're not going to do anything if they do then. Um, but I think Magic kind of instilled something, some type of energy into that team. And I like Lonzo. I mean, his dad's a little annoying, but I think Lonzo is really good. His dad's true. And, and Bob, before we let you go, is, is the MVP Harden's to lose right now? He's in control, right? Oh, clear control. After that crossover, yeah. you might as well give him the MVP right now. <laughs> yeah, you had those one, like you, he had your Heisman moment. That was his MVP moment yeah. right now. Exactly. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> hey, thanks for the call, my man. We'll, uh, we'll catch you thanks again next week. Guys. And we're doing games soon. You're listening to Kareem and the Coach on Voice America Sports. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel 
have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move oh, on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Kareem and the Coach. Want to add your voice to the conversation? Call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or drop a line via email to kareemandthecoach at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And welcome back to Kareem and the coach. He's Kareem Rush. I'm the coach, Eric Newman. We just had one of my old basketball buddies, all borough Bob, join the show. And uh, Kareem, as you know, the uh, the friendships you make through the game, man, they, they last forever. Bob and I have been friends. Bob and I have been friends now 12 years and uh, all through Nike basketball clinics. That's how we met. So uh, shout Love out the to game. Bob. Shout out to all borough. And uh, you'll be meeting him soon. We'll do a we'll do a game night uh, when you're in town. But um, you know, back to that MVP convo. You know, it's it's funny. Everyone was not everyone. Let me let me rephrase that. It, when the Rockets got Chris Paul, there were so many people questioning: Can they coexist? And at the end of the day, yes, Chris Paul needs the ball. Yes, James Harden needs the ball. But they're both at the point where all these guys want to do is win. And watching Chris Paul take so much joy in what James Harden is doing and watching James Harden mature, not just the all-around game, but really like answer a lot of skeptics about his leadership and will to win. I mean, this guy... You know, Russell Westbrook's triple-double season and MVP award last year was historically impressive. I think Harden's MVP year is is something that's really, really special right now. What are you seeing that's so unique from him night after night, aside from just numbers? His four-year tear has been historic. Like I, don't, I mean, you look at his numbers the last three or four years. He's been, you know, first, I mean, second in MVP voting the last couple of years. But over the course of the last three years, like, you know, ain't nobody been better than James. Uh, from an offensive standpoint, uh, you know, he's probably the best one-on-one player that we have in the league. You know, combo of, you know, shooting the ball and, and getting to the basket. You know, he, he he's amazing at drawing contact. You know, so he's really become the most unstoppable force, uh, you know, that, that the league has. You know, being left-handed is obviously an advantage. You know, the way he plays at that pace is, you know, is, is slow old man game, but he gets the job done. So, you know, as a, as a, as a, a lefty and, you know, in the score, you know, it's, it's – it's crazy to see how, how how much a jump that he's went from Oklahoma City when he was a great player, a good player, but to a elite, great MVP uh, Hall of Fame player in Houston. 
when uh, like I said, you know, the playoff stuff that happened last year with Game Six, where he didn't show up, you know, that can be wearing tear up a lot of different things. And I think that's where CP3 is going to come in and help him the most. Uh, is you know, show him that he doesn't have have all the leadership responsibility on his shoulder because he might not be that that vocal leader. But you know, these two together, you know, you got 48 minutes of elite point guard play that attacks you nonstop. You got two guys in the top four and five in assists in the league on the same, on, in the same backcourt. I think if they stay together for the next four or five years, they could be one of the top five best duos of all time. I mean, Chris Paul knowing he had to change his surroundings in order to win was, was a gutsy move leaving L.A. I mean, it clearly wasn't working, but he clearly and 200 had 200 million bucks. Yeah, and he, and he leaves all that money. He leaves high-level talent, but the talent wasn't working well together. And to go to Houston and to be meshing with Harden this way, and it's it's such a sign of where the style of the league has gone, right? With with all of these just incredible perimeter playmakers, I mean, they got who, firepower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but to, to that point, right? Like in the past, it would be all right. You need a great guard or perimeter scorer to win, and you need a great inside presence to win or front court presence for the most part but take away locking guys into these set positions you need two or three great players to even think about competing for a title in most cases you know what i mean like the 04 pistons figured it out which you can attest to and the 2011 mavericks were just that right gutsy veteran team with Dirk at a high level and the perfect mix of role players and the perfect mix of Miami not ready to win yet, right? But overall, when you look back and we've talked about, you know, the era it's been with player movement and teaming up and all that, like you need great talent together to get this thing done. So with that being said, you talk about Harden, you're left-handed, you played the same position, uh, what's he, an inch or two taller than you? No, same size. Same size. a little size. bit bigger. Yeah, a so, little bit heavier. So right now, if you were guarding James Harden, and obviously let's take away the pick and roll strategy for a moment, whether you're hedging, trapping, switching, recovering. You're guarding Harden one-on-one, three-point line, isolation. What are you automatically trying to take away, and what are you living with? To end that possession. I mean, he's a 39% three-point shooter, so you can't really live with that. And you don't want him driving. So it's step-back game, mid-range game. It's really like it's, it's one of those things where you just kind of force him to take tough shots. You don't really try to take away, you know, one specific thing because but you just want him to dance and play, you know, play with it on you. You know, if you want either go right by, you force him to your help, which and kind of rely on your, you know, backside defense because a guy like that, you're not really guarding him you know, individually. You're guarding him as a team. So is there a reason that guys just can't force him to the right hand and make him shoot a contested shot going to his right? Is he just, is he just yeah. that physically gifted and comboed with being that crafty? It's just impossible? Yeah, he has a handle. So he's all, he got, he's all balanced. If you watch him, he's always kind of faking and, and drilling and crossing and doing all kinds of little jokes and step back. So it's, it's incredibly hard to – I mean, on paper, I and mean, when you look at it, oh, yeah, just force him right. But it's really not that simple. He's strong. Uh, you know, when he goes left, he's even getting all the way to the basket and getting layups. And he, he doesn't dunk much, but he still gets to shoot an amazing amount of layups. 
and yep. he gets fouled. He has that pull through thing that he gets fouled and kind of as, as, a, as a lefty, you know, you, it's just an advantage because you're pulling that way into the the defender's you know arm. So it, it's a it's a force thing that he that he's come up and and, and been amazing at. Uh, but like I said, his offensive game is you know one of the best I've seen. You know, he gets to the line a lot. I credit him for that. I also think he. I'd like to see him officiated a little differently. I, I'd, yeah, I, I mean, I, it's today. He's I taking advantage I, of today's game. He's taking advantage he of today's rules. Like he 80s, is. yeah, it, it'll been like he's still been a great scorer, but getting to the line 20 times and the pull through stuff, it, it, it wouldn't happen. But to say he wouldn't still been a you know a, a top scorer, yeah, no, that's definitely would happen. He might he might only shot seven free throws a game as opposed to shooting 10 or 11 or 20 some games he had. But yep. he's definitely taking advantage of uh, of the current current rules and and filing and all that stuff for sure. Yep. No, he plays by the rules. So. Um, talking Harden, talking Rockets moment, momentarily here. Um, Celtics at Rockets tomorrow night. National TV, Saturday night, ABC. Obviously, I'm excited. The Celtics had that uh, improbable comeback slash Harden meltdown win in Boston before the All-Star break. So I think there's going to be some revenge on the Rockets' mind. Um does this game have a bigger picture meaning for either team, or is this just a, a fun Saturday night between two marquees on the schedule? I mean, you you always want to compete against upper echelon teams, so you have some some hidden incentive there that you want to go out to. You know, you might see them down the road, but you know, standing wise, no, it doesn't really affect anybody. You just want to, you know, see what you're going to be up against later on down the road. Absolutely, absolutely. So. You know, we touched on the Celtics a bit earlier, and and again, it's it's been house money. Toronto steadily has, you know, they're staying atop the East right now. They're they're a game ahead of the Celtics. I mean, their the bench Cavs. is amazing. We should talk about their bench. I mean, I just read a stat. Per Give it to me. Give it to me. Per, per hundred, per hundred, hundred possessions, they are scoring their opponents about twenty eight points per hundred possessions. Their bench is over the course of the whole entire year. Yep. that's crazy, and it's, it's a bunch of unknown guys. So well, I think that I think that's why they kind of hide me underneath the radar, and people don't take them seriously because you know you're falling back on the Rose and and Kyle Lowry's you know previous playoff experience, but they got a full team around them that can come and play. Those guys yeah. are for real. Well, um, Pascal, and I don't want to mispronounce his last name. Uh, Pascal, Pascal, Siakam, uh, I believe is is the last name. Um, their forward off the bench has been rock solid. DeLon Wright, when he's been in the lineup, has been rock solid. Uh, Podol playing behind Valanchunas has been very steady. You know what you get with C.J. Miles. Uh, you know, Anubi is, is, is athletic and, and looks like he could be a very, very good player uh, very soon. This is a new level of depth and athleticism for them. We're in the past... You know, DeMar Carroll's taping them up to try to play, and they're relying heavily on guys like Norman Powell still on the roster, or um, uh, what's the what's the swingman they traded to uh, Orlando? Uh, Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross. Yeah. They're just getting steadier play now, and, mm-hmm. and they're very good. They're still not going to. They're still not. They, they they shouldn't scare anybody yet, but this is the best version of the Raptors and I think you know whether it's the Cavs the Celtics whoever's got them in the second round or the conference finals um, 
will be a hard fought and terrific series. So the Cavaliers make these deals, right? Just pivoting to Cleveland. And LeBron, the other player of the month, which we didn't even get to in February, averages a triple double for the month. Unreal. He's like on steroids or something. Well, to clear. He's just the the guy's just taking care of his body like like no one else. And he's just operating with a different deck of cards. My point is, they've now lost three in a row with the changes. Yeah. Um, and I think they're they're five and three with the changes. But is 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 the trade still in your eyes? Looked at these trades. Okay, this is going to get them to the finals, or pretty much now it's training camp for them through this March Madness experience to get ready for the playoffs. Where do you yeah. see them? I think they're still, I mean, they, they position themselves to compete. You know, like I said, it was all about LeBron, you know, and how he was feeling and if, if he was engaged. And I think now he's engaged. Like I said, he had a you know tremendous month, you know, triple-double over the course of last month. Uh, but, like I said, they're still going to have an adjustment phase, and I think that's what they're kind of entering. You had those first couple games where everybody's excited, the honeymoon phase, everything's great, but you're always going to have, you know, guys trying to figure out their roles. And, you know, I think they got, they got 20-something games to kind of figure it out, but I think they're definitely in a prime position place to kind of compete, you know, for each conference, you know, championship again. Yeah, and they lost to Philly last night at home. We'll continue this convo when we come back in a moment. You're listening to Kareem and the coach on Voice America Sports. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, we're talking pig pursuits. With few season restrictions, generous bag limits, and plenty of opportunities, hunters never tire of burning some bacon. Joining us is Fred Eichler of Predator Nation, Hal Schaefer from Greg Zipidelli's Drop Zone, and Jerry Courtney, VP of Marketing for Ranch Hand. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com again that's jeff spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com voice america is where you are and where you want to be join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available don't forget to view all our live events including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events Your internet flagship station for sports. 
Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Kareem and the Coach. Want to add your voice to the conversation? Call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or drop a line via email to kareemandthecoach at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And we're back for the fourth quarter, Kareem and the coach, my man Kareem Rush, and yours truly, the coach, Eric Newman, talking everything NBA basketball. We're now into March. We've got a March madness set up for the NBA playoff run like we've never seen before. And and Kareem, we were just talking about the Raptors. We're talking about the Cavs in the East. Uh, It's very interesting how the conferences have started to balance each other out just a little bit. And what I love is every night now you're looking at the schedule and games have playoff implications. So, you know, last year, two years ago, Toronto, Washington, you know, they're going to be both playoff teams. It's Friday night in March. You're really not paying attention. Well, tonight's game at eight o'clock on ESPN. It's a big game. Raptors Wizards tonight. Um, And it's it's I think it's great for the league. And, And while I talk about the Wizards, the way they're playing without John Wall. As, as, a, as a guy who played in the league, you played with, with in a number of different situations with a number of great players. What's the, what's the situation like when an all-star goes down, other guys step up, you're winning games, and those ridiculous questions are then asked, are they better off without John Wall? How, how does a team like the Wizards go about that? I mean, for the most part, everybody who's in the NBA can really play, you know, so it really comes down to, you know, opportunity and, you know, getting that you know, that chance. And, you know, when a guy like him goes out, you know, obviously going to have, you know, those balls are got to go somewhere. So, you, just, you know, it's a chance for guys to step up and, you know, for them to actually win without him. So, you know, those questions are going to come. But, you know, John Wall's a great player. They're obviously better with him. But they found you know, a, a, a pairing and, you know, a, a, a style of play that's conducive to their team and their strengths that, that they have right now. So guys are stepping up and and, and playing their roles and, and doing what they should do as pros. Bradley Beal has reached the next gear and Otto Porter and um, forgive me, I'm freezing on the lefty. Kelly Oubre. Uh, Kelly Oubre. If those guys can keep their level that high when Wall gets back and they distribute it and share it a little bit more, you know, this was the team that was saying at the beginning of the year, oh, they're going to be the best team in the East, and obviously that hasn't worked out. This is going to be the team come the first round of the playoffs that nobody wants to see. Yeah. And uh, hopefully hopefully they're not matched up with, uh, with my Celtics. But, um, you know, one more topic that I want to get into – that's a little bit more on the serious side. And there were two things I wanted to talk about today that were uh, a little bit off all the, the main radar. It's um, tanking and organizational culture. And, and we do have a call that I want to get to. But real quick, when you heard this Dallas Mavericks news uh, about what was going on in that organization, which is a respectable organization, which is a well-run ownership group led by Mark Cuban, uh, what was your reaction? I mean, I mean, tanking is not is, is not anything new. 
you know. Uh, but well, forget to, to forget hear. the tanking. I'm talking about the 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 harassment charges coming out. Oh, of Oh, that, yeah. that's yeah, that's unfortunate to see. Uh, you know, in, in today's you know environment with the the, the Me Too and, and as much of the stuff is going on, you know, it, it's it eventually. I'm not surprised that it has hit the NBA home, you know, but to have it come from such a you know, respect organization like Dallas and kind of find out the facts was definitely uh, was definitely tough to hear. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see the markets kind of, you know, try to alleviate the situation, but they definitely dropped the ball on that one. Um, ben, you know, it's definitely going to be an example of what not to do, you know, for other franchises because yeah. stuff, stuff is going on. So it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah. It's it's a well-run franchise, and, and I was I was shocked. I like the way Cuban's handling it. I'm also shocked that it was happening on his watch. Uh, we've got another. It's, it's a it's a big day today. We're getting these VIP calls in. Uh, we've got Brian on the line. Brian, you there, my man? Yeah. What's going on, Coach? How are you, buddy? How's your Friday? I'm doing. It's Toronto. Uh, actually, I'm sitting in traffic right now. It's, it's snowing. On the way back from Barclays, we had a heated weigh-in today uh, with Deontay Wilder and Luis Ortiz. I'm going to plug a little boxing before we get to basketball. There you go. There you go. So, Kareem, this is this is my brother Brian, who's who's running stuff at Showtime Sports. So there's a big What's fight up, tomorrow Brian? night. So, Brian and Kareem, this is your first meeting. Brian, plug away the fight, Brian. Plug away. Oh well, we got we got a great one, guys. We got uh, two undefeated heavyweights. Uh, American heavyweight champion Deontay Wilder. I think between the two of them, 80 and 0, with uh, ballpark like 75 knockouts. So we're going to see something good tomorrow night for sure. And then, um, you know, hopefully, if, if Wilder is to win, we're on a we're on a course for uh, a big fight with Anthony Joshua at some point this year. So that's exciting. Uh, the the heavyweight division is in the midst of a renaissance. But I don't I don't want to bore bore you guys with boxing. Uh, had a had a couple hoops questions for you. Bring it, buddy. Bring Shoot it. away. So, I, Philly-centric. Warren, you know, Coach, you and I have talked about this, so this is more Kareem. Markel Fultz, I'm, I'm so confused that a guy could go first overall. You have this great talent that goes after him with, you know, I guess, you know, ball debatable, Tatum for sure, a couple other guys. This jump shot issue that, that has come out of, of what seems to be nowhere, you know, like – how does a guy get through the process, go through a, a you know a year of college ball, and an issue like this pop up, at, you know, at the point it has? Uh, and did I miss? I know there was maybe a shoulder injury involved, but like what, what's going on with that? Man, to to me, this it's a huge mystery around this, and you know, with Philly, I'm not surprised because they, you know, had so many guys you know, be injured, you know, over the course of the last four or five years through their organization. So it's like the Philly curse. But with Markel, it, it's Amazingly strange, man. I don't know what happened. I'm watching the highlights from from uh, from Washington, and guys are amazing players. So to see, you know, to have have them lose focus and lose that that that, that all his mechanics that fast, you gotta be some you know more serious with with the shoulder. They're not they're not leading, letting us know. Uh, but yeah, that's it's incredibly strange. I mean, yeah, Brian, crazy. they they said nope. they said when Fultz left Philadelphia for the summer. To go train and work with his guy, he was fine. And then he came back, and this is the situation. So I, I don't know if it's a mental thing, if there was some sort of injury during the workout. It's it's right. nuts. We got time. We got time for one more. One, one more, buddy. What do you got? Yeah, we'll keep it with Philly. How, how real do you think it is a possibility that uh, LeBron 
may uh, may end up there. Brian, I think the talent situation there is a perfect fit, but I just don't see LeBron James going to Philadelphia at this point in his career. Um, I think it could work really well with Simmons, LeBron, and Embiid, but I think the legacy thing with him is big, and as as rough as things have been with him and Gilbert, I, I think him leaving Cleveland for Philadelphia right now is a long shot. What, what do you think? I think, yeah, in terms of young talent, I don't think he's going to find a better situation. I think the relationship he has with Ben Simmons makes it a little more intriguing than, you know, than, uh, uh, you know, if it was just a, a group of, of really good young players. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't see the city working for him. I think, you know, if he's going to make a move out of Cleveland, I do think it's maybe LA or, uh, something that makes sense for, for multiple reasons. And I, I don't see Philly checking the boxes other than it's a really good young team. But, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's realistic, yeah. but it, you know, it seems like it's gaining a little bit of steam lately. So it's fun to kick around yeah. at the very least. The, 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 the drama, the drama around him and Philly would be unbelievable. Yeah, just, it just won't work, though. I just don't see it happening. I don't no. see it happening. Hey, Bri, thanks for the call. We'll have you back on next week to dig in with some more hoops. Get home safe. This has been another Friday with Kareem and the coach on Voice America Sports. Get your dinner plans ready. Get your beverages. Get ready for a great night of basketball and a great weekend. Duke Carolina Saturday night. Celtics Rockets. Kareem, great job. We'll be back next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. You've been listening to Kareem and the Coach on Voice America Sports. And that's a wrap for today. Be sure to listen to Kareem and the Coach every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Keep your head in the game and have a great weekend. We'll see you back here next week for more Kareem and the Coach.